We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Steven, great jump cut, 45 seconds. a whole burst to it, 20. Right steps to tackle, runs left, 25 still in his feet, 46-yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, he's got a throw. The fake is on it, he's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones needs a tackle, and the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime, former LA Rams defensive back Michael Stewart. And the Rams are back. They are back to 500 at 6-6. Six and six. And oh, by the way, they're now in a wild card spot in lieu of their sweep over the Seahawks. Man, they beat the Browns today, 36-19. Mike, how you doing? Man, I am doing lovely. Great day for some football. And uh, our vaunted Rams got a win column. Get back to 500, so that's exciting. But uh, I'm sure we got a lot to talk about. We do. And, And there's a lot, I think, positive that comes out of this game. There is a few things we want to hit, excuse me, that are a little negative. but. I mean, there's never a perfect performance unless apparently you're the Niners playing the Eagles today. My gosh, that game was brutal. I bet you, uh, I bet that made you sick to your stomach, didn't it? <laughs> Man, I tell you what. <laughs> what, what, nothing to say? The freaking no. Niners. So, that said, that said, don't expect a long podcast tonight. It's, it's, uh, the school night on both of our ends, and when the Rams win, win big. There's a lot to say, and you don't have you don't need long to say it. So that's the good stuff. Before we get anywhere, 
where we reward our sponsors and also tell you all about, yeah, that's right. That's right. Prize picks. Here's a word from our sponsors first. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so Price Picks, they're the largest daily fan sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS is just you against the numbers instead of th- bounding thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, and it, all, all of anybody who just does it daily is just you. And you pick more than or less than a two to six player stat projection, and you watch the wings roll in. And now, with basketball season here, you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, the Mental League created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So, for example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 point combo of three pointers made and receptions. Or if you want to play alongside some of Prospect's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Scholes, you can find their plays under the community plays tab, uh, sorry, the promos tab of the app to view their entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community. And another Sunday of injuries, lots of them. That reminds us to tell you about Prize Picks reboot policy, where your entries stay in play even if one or more of your players gets hurt. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. And Prize Picks is the only daily fan sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So, where can you do this? Well, it's pretty easy. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash Rams Talk. Use the code Rams Talk for a first deposit match up to $100. One more time, go to pricepicks.com forward slash Rams Talk and use the code Rams Talk for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, Daily Fan Sports Made Easy. So, Mike, if you are ready, we can get right into those lovely stats. Most of them are pretty good. A couple things to question. You ready? Ready. Okay. First down is the Rams and Browns have 20 each. Third down efficiency, 7. Out of 16 for the Browns, 4 or 12 for the Rams, just one negative. 
0-2 on fourth down for the Browns, none for the Rams. Total yards, 399 for the Rams, 327 against the Browns. Total plays, 69 plays for the Browns, 62 for the Rams, where they had a, an edge average for play, 6.4 to 4.7. Rams run, ran for 120 yards today on 25 carries. That's a 4.8-yard average. Browns had 23 carries for 87 yards, a 3.8 average. Passing, Rams 279 yards to the Browns, 240. The sacks, the two big ones at the end of the game, just kind of sealed it away and, you know, real nice with Aaron Donald getting a safety. Their interception thrown by the Browns as well, five punts each. But, uh, man, Mr. Evans today averaging 58.6 yards a punt. That was nice. Penalties, each team had seven, 45 yards for the Rams and 86 for the Browns. Time possession, 34 for the Browns, 25, 57 for the Rams. They went a little bit against their formula there, yet still pulled this off 36 19 individual numbers just some ones that kind of just kind of look out at you Matt Stafford 22 with 37 279 three touchdowns Kyron Williams 21 carries 88 yards and a touchdown and Pukunuku by the way had two carries for 34 yards including a 31 yard he had a 40 plus yard one called back and Puka also had four catches for 105 yards and a 70 yard bomb one touchdown for him um overall Lots to like, lots to uh, be happy about. But I got to ask you, how are you feeling about these numbers? Well, you know the numbers are are pretty good for for you know this type of a game. Again, first of all, get it in the win column. They did that. Uh, just interesting though, Tyron Williams probably could have easily had over 150 yards if they would have just you know, kind of give, giving it to him a little bit more. But, you know, he got 21 carries. I love that. Uh, but he's a good running back. And, uh, you know, again, they're running some reversing different things with Puka. Uh, man, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of him. This this guy's going to be a, a legit player for a long time. I mean, he just kind of does it all. Gets down there, gets dirty, get open. He can catching traffic, uh, you know, just good hands, good size, good concentration, uh, and just makes plays. Again, uh, we talked a little bit off there, but Demarcus Robinson, you know, he kind of, you know, came in and did his thing, you know, pretty quick. Uh, but overall, man, what was interesting, though, from the Brown standpoint, and again, I mean, I'm I'm not in their locker room or whatever, but if Joe Flacco can come in basically seeming like off the street and throw for 254 yards, you know, through it, you know, 23 or 44, you kind of wonder, is that a one-game wonder or is that something he could sustain? I mean, he looked pretty comfortable, you know, being in his first games for a long time. So that kind of was interesting for me that – uh we didn't seem to be able to negate him a little bit more. I mean, we did uh, to a point down in the end once they got behind. You know, he threw some mistakes, and, you know, we were able to capitalize on it. But what did you, what did you think about his play? Oh, that was fine. I, I, thought the, I thought that he made a couple mistakes that weren't really any different than what a quarterback would make. That one pass, that, well, that floater up there, That was there was something – I think off communication wise with his receivers, the ball slipped. Something wasn't right about that pass. I don't think it was one of those misreads. I think it was something wrong with throw. 
Um, overall, I thought he did a, I mean, considering you just got the guy in there after what, two, you know, 11 months off, he played yeah. better in my view than he did playing for New York last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, and it would be interesting had he been playing, you know, over the season. I mean, uh, I mean, the Browns are what, seven and five at this point. So I guess they're still in a decent spot, but it'll be interesting to see how he plays uh, down the stretch because I'm assuming he'll be a guy for the rest of the season. I would assume that would be too. And, and, I, I criticize, and I still do to a degree, that the Browns started him over P.J. Walker uh, because yeah. P.J. Walker, while he will make his mistake here and there, he's mobile, and Joe Flacco's not. That's one thing I have to give the the Browns credit for. So for 58-plus minutes of this game, they did a great job project, protecting Flacco. It wasn't until the very end when the Rams got that safety where that was pretty much it. They They didn't, but for almost his entire game, made a great job protecting a statue. And uh, to their, that's to their credit. Now, when as Cleveland moves forward against some of these other teams out there, like Jacksonville this weekend, I'm not sure Jacksonville's a better pass rush than the Rams do. And they better, the, the, the Browns better be able to deal with that Jacksonville pass rush or give me some problems there. So that's, that's a credit to Cleveland, in my opinion, that they were able to protect him for most of the game. In the end, I just think, the Rams just executed a little bit better. And when it counted, they made the plays they needed to make against one of the best defenses in the league. I know they were missing their best corner. I get, I get, I get the drift that Miles Garrett was not 100% in this game. He didn't play every snap like he normally would. We didn't see a whole lot of him. But overall, right. it's still a pretty good Browns defense. They need to put up 400 Absolutely. yards on him. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, I mean, there's there's a lot there to like. There's a a couple things like third down conversions. I, I know you and I both would share that share that concern. I don't like how at times the Browns were really able just to move at will against this Rams defense, and that right. brings a couple questions up. I, and I see this a lot, Mike. I'm seeing a lot of people who just weekly hammer Raheem Morris weekly, and there was no difference. No, this is a, this is a better team, better offense. The Rams would have been in big trouble. This, this, and this. This, how do you feel about Raheem Morris right now? Well, it, it you know, the d- dilemma we have, DC, is I don't know what they're telling these guys. I mean, you look at the games and go, okay, what are those guys doing? You know, so you know they're able to make some plays down the stretch. Uh, you know, interception. John Johnson got his first for the year. That was awesome. Uh, I love to see Aaron Donald when he gets going today. He looked like he was having fun again. I haven't noticed him doing that, smiling, you know, getting hype with the guys. Uh, but today he looked like, you know, kind of old Aaron Donald just out there having fun. I mean, he literally drove that offensive uh, tackle just back into the quarterback. I mean, like, that's kind of embarrassing when you turn the film on tomorrow. And you just like, man, I, I literally got just just kind of just threw around like a rag doll. So those things are good. But, yeah, it, it was interesting. And that's why I guess, you know, and maybe I'm giving uh, Flacco a little more credit. But, you know, just watching some of the things that he was able to do 
again, he just kind of had time to throw. Uh, but I mean, he's a veteran. I mean, I guess I should expect him to be able to do that. But it just, it just seemed like he had pretty good timing with his receivers, you know, except for that one down the stretch. And I agree. It looks like it just hung up too long because, you know, the sad thing was that receiver had five steps on the DB, you know. So if it hadn't been underthrown, uh, that would have been an easy touchdown. So it, it, so ultimately with Raheem Morris, I have to believe he's teaching and having guys in good position. For some reason, it just seemed like guys are just out of position because at times it just seemed like guys are just wide open. Dude, what do you got? I don't. I've had my share of criticism over the years and it comes from Hugh Morris. Mm-hmm. I think he tends to rely too much on a soft zone. I think that he overall is more of a a teacher than say a, a a schemer, and that's not really what the Rams' mold is has been over the last couple of years. The Rams have relied on guys who will out scheme you. That's been their goal. Um, but I will say this: I don't know that the Rams have the personnel right now to do everything that Raheem Morris would like to do. In other words, I think they're limited. We've mentioned this before. I think they're limited. Can do they have the guys, especially at corner, to play man? Do they have the pass rush to take risks with the secondary? Do they have those guys, those those key, those keys, to be able to do exactly what Raheem Morris would want to do? I mean, we're starting Troy Reader at linebacker. Right, right. I mean. It's- I mean, he's a he's a veteran. He's a uh, well, somewhat of a veteran. I mean, he's a pro, but I, you know, I don't mean to laugh. If you're in the NFL, you got to be able to play. But you're right. I mean, yeah, Troy Reader is going to hurt you in any type of pass coverage. It happened again today. Uh, now he he's going to hit you if you come downhill. But outside of that, I agree. I don't know overall if he has the thing. I look at things like this. Ernest Jones has 15 tackles. Jordan Fuller, D-back, had six. John Johnson had six. Then it goes to Byron Young, five. Aaron Donald, five. Uh, And then it's it's a hodgepodge after that. But you have two secondary players. Basically, you know, your second leading tacklers, but you have your linebacker, one of them having a lot more tackles than the next linebacker. So it's just kind of like you you would like to see that a little bit more spread out uh, evenly amongst, you know, some backers. It should be maybe Ernest Jones and then another backer, then maybe your safeties. But, you know, uh, I, I just think that's a little bit of the problem, like, uh, overall whether it's scheme, whether it's non-scheme, whether it's personnel, it just seems like that's going to be a dilemma for next week. And I know we'll talk about that on the following show later on. But Oh, I mean, I think overall, when you look at that imbalance in terms of tackle, so on, so it also tells you who's getting to the football and who's not. Yeah. And that, that, to me, is indicative of the athleticism that's on this roster right now. And 
when you when you draft a bunch of guys who are third, fourth, fifth, sixth round guys or bringing up free agents, you're not going to have a ton of athleticism there. You're going to have guys who are usually fundamentally sound, who are going to be a little short on the talent end, but hard workers. And that's generally what these guys have been. But you can't make up for athleticism, not in the NFL. Not, no. not, you, can, you can hide it a little bit here and there. You can, you can do certain things to kind of minimize things. But when, when you get against real talent, and we're going to see that next week in Baltimore, guys with speed, guys who, who can do different things in football, <laughs> we're going to see a lot of those things exposed. And that's why Tommy was saying next week's an L. And it's not like you're, you're not saying your team's a bad football team. You're saying what they have don't match up with what you have, and that's going to equal ugly. But what the Rams were able to do today, for the most part, was mask some things, at least a, a good portion. And they usually are. Like they did it against Seattle. They, there, there are moments in a game where, like today, the Browns just could do whatever they wanted to. They were able to attack those areas that the, the Rams tried to hide. But to the Rams' credit, they were able to make a play here and there to force a punt, to, to hold to a field goal or whatever it is. You know, that, that's, that's good stuff. That's what the Rams should be doing. But there's a reason why we keep calling this a rebuild year. And it's amazing to me what we call a rebuild year. They're 6-6 six and six in the playoff hunt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you look at them, I mean, Byron Young's a youngster, rookie. You know, Kobe Turner, another rookie. You know, those guys are seeing a lot of playing time. Both, uh, I think, yeah, and Byron started, right? But, you know, so, yeah, you have a lot of young guys playing. And, again, you're, you're six and six, somewhat back in the playoff hunt. and But you you got a big game this week going to Baltimore. That's going to be, you know, interesting to see, you know, what type of team shows up. Now, what we do know is teams will tend to, you know, think like, oh, well, they're coming across town. I mean, across the country. Uh, it's getting close to the holiday season. Guys may be a little more distracted. We're going to lay it on them. But what we do know is when you have a guy like Lamar Jackson, who is known to, you know, run a little bit here and there as needed, not so much since that injury at late last year, but he has been known to put the ball on the turf. So you hope that could be the case, get a turnover here and there, keep the game close. Uh, but I don't know. What's the weather supposed to be like next week, D? Uh, no, no, just yet, but I'm sure it'll be rainy and annoying. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's <laughs> usually how it goes. I would just also point this out that, with what the Rams have to do in Baltimore, this is a very, very good Baltimore team, both offensively and defensively, but especially offensively, they're dynamic in a lot more ways than that what we've seen in the past. Yeah, they, they yeah. can't. They're not just a running football team. They have guys who can make plays. They're missing Mark Andrews a tight end. That'll be a help. But you're looking at Isaiah Likely and his last time out, and he's got athleticism too. There's a lot to like about what Baltimore does, and you know. Man, Lamar Jackson just doesn't lose against the NFC. Right, right. In the end, what I see for you know for the Rams right now is this was a must win. We all thought it was, and they went and got yes. it done. And right. 
there's a lot to like about what they can do the rest of the year. The only team I think on the schedule right now who were like, oh crap. Well, two now, because I mean, by the way, the 49ers, like we mentioned at the, at the outset of the show, the 49ers are the Philadelphia today and just Hulk smashed the Philadelphia Eagles. Just 42 to 19. Brutalized yeah. them. And it, I mean, they ran it up, dude. Like, <laughs> they ran up the score. Right. You're going down there late in the game and you're, you're, you're going deep. You're, you're going after. <laughs> they ran it up. So, there, I mean, there was no reason for Brock Purdy to be in the game with 527 left at 3519. It was done, you know, throwing the football for, you know. But that tells you how much the Niners wanted to make a point today, and they did. And so there's two teams on the Rams schedule right now whose rosters right now are just better. And People are like, well, we don't want to hear that. Well, we, we're here to tell you the truth, and right, I'm right. sure you accept that. Like, you know, the Rams right now, two teams whose roster just better are the the not the Niners and Baltimore. But look in between, Washington at home, Washington, the New Saints, Orleans. the Saints at home, at the Giants. Those are three very, very winnable. They're going to be favored to win all three of those games, right? So right now, what in a year where we had them going three to five wins, they have a really good shot going nine and eight. I'm I'm happy with that in terms of building something. Not happy for those of us who felt, well, hey, you know what? They need high draft picks. But if you're going to go, you might as well go. And these guys are competing. So here you go. The, you know, the Baltimore game at Baltimore, one o'clock. And of course, the Niners game. That that'll be. They're going to be going full bore in that Niners game, hoping against all hoping in the number one seat. So, I mean, right now you look at this thing. Mike nine and eight is very possible. Oh yeah, nine and eight is very possible. Now I'm going to throw something else in there. What if the Niner game comes down to a win? Rams put them in the playoffs. Think they're able to pull it off? I would say that where are the I me? Mean, because right now you're you're playing the one and two are playing for a bye, and the Niners are still game back, so they're going to need that win. Up, they're they're probably going to go full bore. I don't like the way that that lines up to you. <laughs> I, I'm just asking. I mean, I'm just saying. I if, like if it if it comes down, the Rams need a win to get in. Obviously, the Niners are going to be needing that win to, as you say, maybe try to get to that one seat or what have you. Uh, I, I just if the Niners play like they played the Philly today fighting after every play. McCaffrey even was getting in on a little chopping it up game. Uh, but Debo Samuels, you know, he just seems to have our number and he went off a little bit today, but uh, yeah, if they play like they, they, they beat up on, on, on uh filling today. Yeah. I, I think you're asking a whole lot, but all I'm saying is I know we needed a win we had to win those games that year in 89, 
and we went and did some things that nobody thought could be done. Uh, but again, I don't know. Maybe we had a little bit better guys. We, we had some dudes on that team. Uh, but these guys, you give them, you know, maybe a nice close game in Baltimore, win three coming down the stretch against the uh, Commanders, the Saints, and the Giants. And then who knows? Maybe it's our little Super Bowl against the Niners. I wouldn't be surprised if that Niners-Rams game gets flexed, too, by the way. If the Rams are playing for a playoff berth and the, and the Niners are playing for a you know home advantage right now at the playoffs or start today, the Niners will play the Rams in the wild card game. The Lions will play the Vikings, and the Falcons will play Dallas. Wow. So if the Rams can move up one more and take the Vikings spot, they they would play Detroit, which, by the way, would also have a lot of uh, a lot of stories to tell. Wouldn't you say? A Detroit oh, that, versus that would, Rams. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, I mean, that, that would be, be a big time game too. Yes, yeah, so, and that would, we would love every minute of that. So, either I, I can't believe at this point that you were talking playoffs, and yeah. there, we didn't see it coming. A few people no. out there did. People out, people out there going ten and seven, but. I mean, that's a credit to, to what the Rams are doing. I mean, yeah. And it's a credit to, we, we're talking, how can we bring this back, Mike? Because we're getting ready to close up shop here. Let's bring this back to one thing. We just, no. at the beginning of this conversation, we're talking about Raheem Morris and how he's taking so much, he's still taking all kinds of chrism and heat over, over what he's doing. The talent on this roster in no way should be six and six and in the playoff hunt. Yet here we are. Well, it's interesting, uh, DC. If you just go back and look at the scores, even a loss to Philly earlier in the year, it was 23-14, but we had chances to win that. Okay. But the last three wins, they've given up 16 against the Seattle, 14 against Arizona, and again, 19 today. So what I see happening is when the Rams are playing pretty good defense and our offense is able to score, it makes it a whole lot easier for everyone. So again, you got to look at what it really is, and even the games that uh, were losses, it was it wasn't like we were giving up forty five points. So I mean well, again, the Dallas they lost game. well the Dallas game again. <laughs> that that was uh, again, but was that mostly on the defense, just giving it up or was the offense turning some of those over? But again, you look at, you know, they went overtime with Indy. They lost to Philly again 23-14. They lost to Cincy 19-16, a field goal. So uh, again, even the first time loss against the Niners was 30 to 23. So, uh, is it really Raheem in the defense or is it a combination of we're just not doing enough on offense in those games that we're losing to make sure that the defense, whatever, is not tired or, you know, again, you get more chances against good teams with good, good offense. Yeah, they're going to eventually score on you. It's just how it is. This is the NFL. So, yeah, it'll be interesting, man. But, uh, man, you got one, two, three, five games left. And, man, there's there's a lot that can happen in these next five games. 
there's a lot to be excited about in these next five games, I think. More than we thought there would be. One last thing about the performances today. I just want to just want to give a shout out to Pukunakua. Dude yeah. hurt his ribs making a catch. The only reason he had to make the catch the way he had to make it was because yeah. his quarterback laid him out on, yeah. a, on a bad throw, and he went and got it, came down hard, and he comes out like Superman in the second half and plays a great half of football. Props, man. Serious props to Puka Nakua. Deserves every, every piece of glory for that. So just want to call that out there. Any last closing thoughts for you? Well, I just want to agree with you. Uh, one thing you said earlier about there's a number of guys, at least on the team, both offensively and defensively, or we may call them, you know, grinders. They're they're not getting a lot of hype coming out or coming into the league, but these guys go out, play hard, and Puka is one of those guys. He's going to show up every down, every game. And the thing is, some guys disappear, he shows up. So. Uh, you, you hate to put a tag on a guy early, but he has what they say is that star quality. Uh, Cooper Cuff is still seeming to trying to get back into the groove. Uh, but this Puka guy, he he's legit. He's legit. He's legit. And so, <sighs> props to him. I mean, he it was a you know, really big joy to to see him come out there and do what he did. Pretty happy with that. All right, so there you go, folks. Do us a favor, please. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Music. We really appreciate it. Also, follow us on Twitter at TalkRants. Follow me on Twitter at DC Paula, and follow Mike at 1Do23. Until midweek when we preview the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, that's going to be a rough one. We're out of here. <laughs> We're Take out. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.